wheat flour is used to make staple foods in many parts of the world. Yet, in the hands of skilled artisans, a simple dough can be transformed into exquisite pieces of art, bringing aesthetic pleasure to aficionados and telling vibrant stories of real lives throughout history. Beijing native Xiao Zhenhang is just one such well-respected master who can work magic on dough to make amazing figurines that convey joy, sorrow, and anger, telling stories from history and the present day. In this edition of Footprints, we will learn the life story of dough figurine master Xiao Zhenhang, how he refined this art and how he helps pass on this precious national intangible cultural heritage to future generations. Pinching, carving, rubbing and imprinting with a bamboo knife. Soon, what was previously just a simple piece of dough now takes the shape of the head of an army general of ancient times in the hands of Xiao Zhenhang. His fierce facial expression speaks of courage, authority and, clearly, a hot temper. Not even the creases and fine lines beside his eyes and mouth are left out. This is just the first step of dough figuring making. Many more steps are to follow before this figurine will come alive. Molding the body, clothing it with colorful dough, adding more detail to the hands and feet, and sculpting the beard and hair adornments are just some of the basic steps. It can take minutes, days or months for Xiao Zhenhang to make a dough figurine, depending on the size of the finished item, the theme and the complexity of the subject matter. Big project or small, Xiao Jianhang always treats his work with his trademark diligence, as if it was its next masterpiece. To him, dough figure making is an ever-perfecting art. Dough figurine making is a unique art popular to North China. It was brought to Beijing by southerners, as they mixed glutinous rice flour in wheat flour. Beijingers call them glutinous rice figurines. Chinese dough figurine making evolved from the folk art of pastry decoration. The tradition dates back at least 1,000 years. People first made dough products shaped like domestic and mythical animals, such as sheep, dogs, as well as dragons, as gifts or offerings for special occasions, such as weddings, festivals and other traditional ceremonies and celebrations. Even today, people in northern China still use fermented dough to make animals of different sizes as foods which have an auspicious meaning during important festivals. Gradually, this folk art has evolved into the art of dough figuring making, which have become delicate pieces of artwork for display, crafted with exquisite workmanship. Among the various artistic styles of dough figuring making, Xiao's dough figurines are imbued with rich history and culture, with a special focus on characters from classic literature works, folklores, and local operas. Xiao Zhenhang was born in 1958 in a courtyard in southern Beijing. The Xiao family has been making dough figurines ever since his great-grandfather's generation. At age six, 
Xiao could make doe figurines that could well capture the subject's emotions. This impressed his grandfather, who decided to pass on the family crafts to him. The grandfather and son used to enjoy happy moments as they sat face to face, making doe figurines of each other. Yang Jianhang never failed to impress his grandfather by the expressiveness in his figurines and his keen observation skills as a child. But he still needed fine-tuning in the portraying of the demeanor and inner world of the characters. The contours on the facial features and composure of the face, as well as the eyes, are very important for figurine-making. Even for the simple expression of a smile, with corners of the mouth upturning slightly, can be very challenging to portray well. Mastering doll figurine-making, like learning any other art, needs practice. Yet, practicing such skills had also become a problem for Xiao Zhanhang, which would be totally unimaginable to today's young people. Life was hard when Xiao was little. At a time when everything was in short supply, there was a great shortage of wheat flour, even for food, let alone using it as Play-Doh. The material we use to make dough figurines is wheat flour. Wheat flour was very expensive at that time. My family only ate pancakes and steamed buns made of wheat flour on very special occasions, such as the Chinese New Year or other important festivals. Coarse staples were our go-to foods then, because the living conditions were not so good. However, my grandfather would always keep whatever had been left of the wheat flour after the special meals to make dough figurines from. And he taught me to make figurines with it. Despite a lack of dough to practice with, Xiao still quickly mastered the skills of dough figurine making thanks to the continual guidance and support from his grandfather, especially when it came to the craft of making impressive facial expressions. Beijingers love to watch Peking Opera. When I was six years old, my grandfather started to guide me towards watching Peking Opera, and I soon fell in love with it. With Peking Opera, every role has a way of presenting itself when they make their first appearance on stage. That helps them make an instant yet unforgettable impression on the audience, while leaving clues about the character and the inner world of their role. To me, that makes Peking Opera characters especially charming. Through observing the facial expressions of Peking Opera actors and actresses when they convey feelings of joy, anger, sorrow and happiness on stage, Xiao learned the workings of facial muscles. In Peking Opera, he also found inspiration on how to integrate the demeanors of those Peking Opera roles into his doll figurine craft to reflect the emotions and state of mind of his own figurine characters. He also collected numerous videos and Peking Opera stage photos for more detailed study. I spent a fortune on buying this set of photo collections. It was published in the 1980s to commemorate the 100th anniversary of the Anhui Opera Troupe's visit to Beijing. I would study those historical photos of classic Peking operas taken ever since photography was available in the country. I would often reference the body postures of Peking opera masters, such as Yang Xiaolou, to make my dough figurines of Wu Song and Lin Chong. 
Wu Song and Lin Chong are both characters from the Chinese classic literary work, The Water Margin, who have become household names since their adaptation into Peking operas over hundreds of years. Thanks to his talent and hard work, Xiao Zhenhang passed examinations and became a senior craftsman in the arts and crafts factory in his 20s. It was during this time, young Xiao Zhenhang came across the first major challenge of his career. He realized that a lack of amateur, the support structure for dough figurines, has largely limited the development of its techniques. With the traditional way of making dough figurines, the finished product could only take a squat position, because the legs could not hold too much weight. If you stood them up, the legs crumbled easily. As a solution, I later added steel bars inside the figurines as armatures to support the weight of the dough. So if someone had booked a figurine product and was supposed to collect it in a week's time, I would first make the armature, wrap the armature with a thin layer of newspaper, then apply dough on top of the newspaper. That way, the figurine can dry in two to three days and would be ready for the buyer to collect it. To pursue efficiency and a better look for the figurine, I also tried wrapping the armature with a very thin layer of newspaper, then apply more dough on it. But the armature wouldn't be able to hold the weight of the dough and it would collapse. After numerous failed attempts, Xiao Zhenhang finally found the critical balance between the weight of dough the layers of newspaper wrap, and the size of the steel armature. Xiao Zhenhang had made his mark in the handicraft industry as early as 1986, known for his innovative ideas and exquisite craftsmanship. At that moment, he made a decision that shocked all around him. What was his unexpected decision? How does he make a piece of dough an enduring work of art? We'll find out soon. The last 20 years of the 20th century witnessed Shenzhen's rapid transformation from a small fishing village to an economic vanguard, riding on the country's reform and opening up policy. Cultures from both the north and the south also converged here. Xiao Zhenhang, who is a native of Beijing, decided to travel down south to Shenzhen to explore the dough figuring market there. Doubts and obstacles about his decision were plentiful, but he just went along with his ambition. However, upon arrival in his dream city, he realized that it was not going to be as simple as he had anticipated. The first obstacle we encountered was a language barrier. Our studio was inside the splendid Chinese folk culture village in Shenzhen, where many folks spoke Cantonese. Of course, we couldn't understand them at all. It was equally challenging for me to read what they wrote. Because what we learned to write was simplified Chinese, whereas some overseas Chinese used traditional Chinese writing. But Xiao is not the kind of person who admits defeat easily. He began to explore ways to open the market for his dough figurines. And he was quick to sense the opportunities. 
All those little stalls, diners or restaurants you venture into in Shenzhen, you find a statue of Guanggong there for worshipping. As long as the business is run by a Cantonese, there's a Guanggong statue inside the store. Guanggong, whose real name is Guan Yu, was a famous army general and tenacious fighter who lived during the Three Kingdoms period around 2000 years ago. Probably one of the best-known historical figures in ancient Chinese history, Guan Yu is regarded as the epitome of loyalty, righteousness, as well as a patron saint of wealth. Many local business people in Guangdong province favor Guan Gong. They often place a statue of Guan Gong at home and inside their stores to pray for good business. But to the masterful eyes of Xiao Zhanhang, the statues of Guan Gong in those stores lacked the majestic air and the unbending spirit that Guan Gong should possess. Their postures also looked a bit unsophisticated to him. Xiao began to ponder how to create a different image of Guan Gong using his dough figurine making skills. Why do their Guanggong statues look unimpressive? It's because they look too much like common folk on the street. When a commoner poses for Guanggong, they often adopt postures like standing there, holding Guanggong's legendary weapon and pointing it towards a certain direction. Or they steady the weapon on the ground and fumble Guanggong's iconic long beard sideways with their other hand. But Peking opera actors don't do that. Peking opera requires actors to present good vocal skills for the singing part and display visible strength in martial arts stunts. An army general needs to show willpower and strength through shoulder and arm muscle movements and physical postures. They always make a grand entry onto the stage. But the Guanggong statues that I saw didn't usually have that air. To breathe life into his figurines of Guanggong, Xiao Zhanhang paid visits to various museums and galleries to study the craftsmanship of fine artworks and observe how ancient masters created their art pieces. He even went on a journey to Guan Yu's hometown in Shanxi province to collect information about the exterior features and special characteristics of this legendary historical figure who lived more than 2,000 years ago. In Incheng city in Shanxi, which is Guanggong's hometown, there are many statues of Guanggong. The hand gestures of those statues, the facial expression, the way he tipped his head and facing sideways with one leg stepping forward, all these features make the statues look particularly majestic and impressive. During this process, Xiao was also compelled to improve the techniques of dough figuring making once again. In the past, dough figurines were not made in a layer-by-layer -layer fashion. It was more like finishing everything in one go, as they were usually small objects. When I started to make bigger figurines, I adopted the technique of finishing some parts first, waiting for them to dry properly, before moving on with the next step. If you skip the drying stage and go about other steps straight away, layer by layer, the figurine will soon deform. After a lot of experimentation, Xiao Zhanhang finally came up with a more mature technique. He adopted a layer-by-layer -layer approach to making big figurines, starting from the innermost layer, then dressed the figurine like it's a real being. 
This technique gives the figurines more layers and a lifelike appearance. Setting up the armature and wrapping it with newspaper. This is the first layer. Next, I apply dough on the newspaper wrapping to make the muscles, underwear, and the like as the second layer. Last thing, I put armor and other ornaments on it, and it's done. Simple as it may sound, in real practice, it often takes him months to finish a large figuring work. The Guanggong figurines created by Xiao characteristically look tall in build and express a solemn and majestic air, which won instant favor from Shenzhen's locals. The market opened for Xiao's doll figurines. Guanggong's statue has also become one of Xiao Zhanhang's signature works. Just when Xiao Zhanhang was basking in the joy of his initial success in Shenzhen, he came across another challenge in his artistic journey. A client came to him and booked a whole set of 108 customized doll figurines, all of which are characters from the Chinese classic novel of the 14th century, The Water Margin. Wu Song, Li Kui, Lu Zhishen, and Lin Chong. These characters from the book The Water Margin are relatively easy for me to create because people already have established ideas of what they should look like in their minds. But I really have no idea as to what those other characters from the book look like. For example, the Three Rum Brothers and so many other lesser known figures from that book. My brain was a total blank about their images. In order to create the 108 different male and female characters from the classic work, and hopefully giving each figure different characteristics, Xiao Zhanhang again resorted to historical materials. He collected a large number of drawings, pictures, and other materials about these figures for reference. However, the styles of the drawings and paintings were often completely different. Which one should he go along with in his own art creation? In the end, he decided to return to the novel itself and design each figure based on what was described in the original work, combined with his own imagination. For example, the three Ram brothers were formerly fishermen before becoming fighters. They used to make a living from fishing. In those picture books, the painters have dressed them up with proper shoes and clothes. But they shouldn't have dressed that way or even worn shoes at all, because fishermen of that time often walked barefooted, with trouser legs rolled up so they could wade into the river to catch shrimp or fish. After careful study and artistic exploration, Xiao Zhenhang set out to make his set of 108 army generals. Usually, it'll only take him about half an hour to make a simple Ahert figurine. But for each of the water margin heroes and the fighting scenes depicted in the book, it often took him months to finish. He completed the whole project in about three years. During the process, integrated his research about anatomy, painting, opera, sculpture, history, and artistic techniques into the creation of these figurines and gradually formed a unique style of his own. Delivering the 108 figurines from the water margin, Xiao Zhenhang had well established himself as a dough figuring master. 
He now enjoys wide respect for his exquisite craftsmanship, and has also won many domestic and international awards for his works. However, such recognition and fame didn't bring much excitement to Xiao Zhenhang, who had been feeling immersed in a new worry. What was weighing on Xiao Zhenhang's mind was a new discovery, or rather, the discovery of a new problem. As we learned earlier, dough figurines are made of wheat and glutinous rice flour. They are often mixed with additives to prevent them from cracking, being eaten by insects or growing moldy. In northern China, the weather is usually dry all year round. Dough figurines can be well preserved in such climate, but the humid and damp climate in Guangdong created a problem for Xiao's dough figurines. Because the original dough material he used would crack or even grow unpleasant mosses after being exposed to damp conditions for a long time. 刚开始从北京过来，就是一直用的就是我爷爷的。When I first came to Shenzhen, I had continued to use my grandfather's formula to make the dough, but it didn't work out well here. The dough created with his formula would form rust when applied to the steel bar armature. So I changed the additives in the formula and switched to potassium sorbate. Just as he thought he'd rid himself of the problem, a new problem came along again. After using potassium sorbate as a preservative for my dough figurines for some years, I again found out that it reacts with glycerin used in the dough, and the substance created has a very strong water absorption feature. When the dough absorbs water, it goes soft. The water then erodes the armature, and dark greenish discoloration will appear on the surface of the figurines. The dough formula needed further improvement. Xiao Zhenhang changed the formula for the second time. He removed the glycerin and potassium sorbate from the formula and replaced them with sodium benzoate. The preservative problem had been solved, but only for a while. Initially, the figuring works made with dough created with the sodium benzoate as preservative seemed to preserve well, but over time. Small wormholes began to pop out on the surface of the figurines, as if that was not bad enough. A layer of annoying white frost surfaced too. For a while, Xiao felt a bit lost. Our clients came back to us and said that the figurines' faces were covered with white frost. They demanded to know what the white bits were. We tried to remove the white frost with special oil. That was a very embarrassing and uncomfortable experience for us. A very guilty feeling, in fact. Later, we took out the sugar from the formula to prevent warm bites. Salt was the culprit for the white frost on the figurine, so we got rid of it too. We replaced them with other stuff, including paraffin wax. After more than ten years of trial and error, numerous experiments and setbacks, Xiao Zhenhang and his students finally developed a new type of dough material in 2018 that's suitable for the unique climate of southern China. Our current dough material does not attract worms. It's rust and moss resistant and won't crack. Even if you drop it on the ground, it won't break. 
Now that the biggest technical hurdle had been overcome, Xiao Zhenhang once again devoted himself wholeheartedly to his art creation and popularization. In 2014, Xiao Zhenhang was awarded the title National Intangible Cultural Heritage Inheritor in recognition of his contribution to the traditional folk art of dough figuring making. In ancient times, craftsmen would often pass on the skills of their specialized trade to family members. Xiao Zhenhang learned the family art from his grandfather. Keeping the crafts within his family line will mean more success for his own business, but it chose otherwise. He broke the ancestral tradition of keeping the craftsmanship within the family line, and since 2003, has taken in more than 1,000 apprentices who are eager to learn his art from all over the country. With the rise of social media platforms. Xiao Zhenhang has found new channels to promote this art through live streaming, which instantly attracted millions of young viewers. He said that making dough figurines during live streaming sessions makes him feel well connected with the audience. That connection signifies the popularity and vitality of this traditional art. We are going to make the unicorn beast from the book *The Investiture of the Gods*. First, let's mold the body. Via mobile phone screens, viewers can clearly see every subtle move Xiao makes, as well as the secret tricks of the craft. Xiao Zhenhang takes pride in the fact that when he does live streaming, as with coaching his apprentices offline, he doesn't hide any secret tricks. He said he wants to pass on the craftsmanship of dough figuring making and not to let it end with him. Dough figurines were originally a traditional street folk art. After so many generations of artists' inheritance and innovation, it has now become an internationally recognized art. Its popularity comes from both the charm of this traditional art and the people's love for such art. Chinese classic literature works. Have provided a solid foundation for dough figuring art. In the expansion of the art is the inheritance of traditional Chinese culture. Dough figuring making is the art Xiao truly loves and enjoys. He wants to present the world what he's learned and accumulated about traditional Chinese culture through the figurines. He also wants to promote it so that more people can understand this intangible cultural heritage. With that, we conclude this episode of Footprints. Thank you for listening. I'm Ningjing. If you are interested in hearing more about the lives of ordinary but incredible people in China, follow us on Apple Podcast. Just a key in footprints, and you can find more stories anytime, anywhere. We'll see you next time. Bye for now. Thank you.